0: Testing one, two, testing one, two, testing one, two, three, and we are a go. All right, everybody, welcome to a special edition of the lonely heart sports podcast it is time for the world cup although i still think that the world cup should have happened in june like it normally should have but because the world cup is in qatar this this time it is the fall/winter slash world cup which means we are in which means it will go from november until just before the, just before christmas in december um so we are it's just the season of the World Cup, um, not your typical World Cup in Qatar for various reasons. very reasons that neither me or my wonderful co-host would want to go into because we know it's practically football's version or soccer's version, as the American, as us Americans call it, the ver- their version of the fire festival. Um, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, it is time for the World Cup. I am excited, Jake. I know you're excited as well. Uh, we thought we would take an episode here to preview the World Cup, talk about the groups, talk about talk about what to look forward to there, and make some quick predictions as well. So I guess we'll go right into it. Uh, I guess we'll go right into it there uh, for, uh, for the most part. Go group by group, break it down, you know, give our predictions, like, who we think will win, who we think will go to the final, uh, any surprise, Any dark horses, golden boot, golden ball, award winners, anything like that. So let's get right into it. Group A, Ecuador, the Netherlands, host Qatar, and Senegal. Let's, I mean, like in my opinion, Netherlands should be the favorite in this group based on their squad here. Um, Qatar, host country. Um, they made the semifinals of they made the semifinals of, they made the semifinals of the gold cup and if i'm correct they also won the asian cup too so the host nation no real, no real slouch senegal they have key players like sadio mane who is currently injured right now sadly under
1: um, eduardo mendi which could honestly i think would be the backbone of that team i them getting out of this group because looking at this group like like you said netherlands clear favor of this group even with the injuries that they have and and on missions too exactly and then like i said you look at you look at the senegal squad going to be carried by that goal the goaltending and honestly that defense i mean i i, I might cool. be doing my own own horn or might be two in the premier league's horn here but they got a cool Bali as their um one of their defensemen i mean if Sadio Mane plays, that just adds to that striker front that they have as well. And the Senegal look good. We could talk go into what happened in Afcon and what happened with uh, Egypt and stuff in that, but we that's in the past. And I'm pretty sure we have touched They're that not before.
0: There. Is lasers and all? Who cares?
1: <laughs> but no, I think they. I I like to look at that squad. Um, I'm not really like. Like you said, I'm not too sold on Qatar, but they are the host country, so anything could happen. Not gonna lie, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you a name of the person on Qatar.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you, either. I mean, I was taking a look at at the squad here, and I have no. It's it's literally like a lot of players like that play for Qatari clubs. To be honest, here, I mean, their manager is actually span. Their manager is actually Spanish. Um, the only thing is, though, is he went up the ranks of Qatar's, like... he His coaching career, for the most part, is spent in Qatar. Like, he was coaching Qatar's youth system. Like, their U21s, U19s, U, U, and U23s, for the most part. Um, also, he has been Qatar's manager since July, 20, July of 2017 as well here. So, like, he has, like... He's pretty much like just been like the main guy, like helping Qatar's youth development and getting them set for this tournament. It seems like here and making sure that they have can field a competitive team uh, in preparation for the World Cup. Uh, just based on, just based on you know, a, just based on like competing in the Asia, in the Asian Cup. Uh, in the Asian Cup, also competing in the Gold Cup, uh, last summer, uh, not last, su- uh, last summer, two summer, no, it was last summer, last summer, last summer, yeah. So, the, so like, it's just pretty much like a bunch of like guys from Qatari clubs led by a guy from Spain. Um, so, and then Ecuador, I'm gonna be honest, like, I, I'm gonna be honest here. I don't really know about a lot of people from Ecuador, any either. Like I know they got Diego Palacios from LAFC. Um, they have Enner Valencia from Fenerbahce, but those are really two. Those are really only two of the names that I really
1: recognized here. Yeah, but I mean, you look at you look at this Ecuadorian team though, and what they did in their World Cup qualifying, being in the uh, Conmebol, i don't know how to pronounce it common ball basically, yeah. basically the south america uh the qualifier and you look at the squad they tie brazil one one they tie peru one one and they give a draw against argentina as well on on the route to their their closing games of the uh, world cup qualifying so it's like maybe this squad being like you said like they got some young talent on the team and they could i i don't hate this squad especially with this kind of tying these big dogs on the way in route to qualifying for the world cup.
0: No, I don't either. I mean, the thing is those going into this world cup, like it's, it's going to be like, I'm going to say reiterate this throughout as we talked about not uh, countries in their respective groups, form and, and health and and injuries. Like it's all going to play a key part because this world cup being in the middle of being in November, it's in the middle of like the European season mls has just come to an end The mls has just come to an end mexican league action came to an end for their season you have a lot of players that like that are either in form really could be really in form could be really out of form also injuries definitely are plaguing these squads as well here it's not your typical run-of-the-mill world cup like where they take, like, their two, they, like, where the season ends in, where European season ends in May, MLS and Mexico are off for a month. Uh, MLS and Mexico are off for a month uh, because, because of this. So, like, health, injuries, form are all going to play a part in this. And looking at the form, and the thing is, though, is, like, okay, Ecuador, like, they had that good run in qualifying. Like, I'm not going to say that they're not going to. I'm not going to say that they're not going to do anything because if this if World Cup, anything can fucking happen. I mean, uh, looking at it, I mean, you looking at historic, looking at history in the World Cup, you have like countries that can go far in a way. Almost, I mean, like in 2002, uh, South Korea made it all the way to the semifinals. 2010 Ghana made it Ghana was a Ghana was a penalty kick away from going to the semifinals okay um 2018 Russia made it to the quarters I mean amid a doping scandal but still they made it to the quarters so like like you know Ecuador Qatar maybe Qatar could you know be like South Korea in 02 and Russia in 2018 and use home field to their advantage and get behind and have their country get behind them. Maybe Ecuador could surprise people and maybe get to the knockouts there. I don't, we don't know. Senegal to my, not uh, like Senegal is a good team. I mean, I don't see them being like a dark horse of any kind. It, it all depends on Mane's health, obviously, especially with the injury that he sustained playing for Bayern. But um, yeah, it's just more along the lines here of like, what's going to happen because my opinion here is this, the Netherlands are going to win this group in my opinion, and they can be one of the dark horses in this tournament based on their squad, based on their squad here. I mean, let me just go into this for a minute here. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, you've got Virgil van Dijk, you got Matthias to you've got Nathan Ake, Tyrell Malacia, like that just sums up some of your defenders there. Then you've got Frankie, like, their midfield, their midfield, like honestly, could be a little bit better than what it was, what, what it is there. I mean, their top midfielders, Frankie de Jong. but I, but at the same time, like they still got Martin de Roon from Atalanta and uh Bergheist from Ajax as well there. But I mean, they're missing, they're missing Jeannie Wynaldum, who got injured like early, like even before the European season started, and Donny van de Beek has and Donny van de Beek didn't make the squad due to either injury and or lack of appearances for Man United. And then looking at their forwards, I mean, like you got Xavi Simons from PSV, young talent, who, who's a, who's a young talent, only 19 years old. Luke DeJong from PSV. Who's not terrible. Um, Steven Bergwijn from IX, Cody Gapko from PSV. Who's having a tremendous season. Who's having a tremendous season with 21 goal contributions for Ajax. Uh, i might mean, not for X, for PSV in the Dutch league this season. And then you've got Memphis Depay from Barcelona, who can turn up any moment for the Netherlands. Uh, although I do find seems it fun- for
1: the Netherlands as well. Huh? She always seems to turn up for them as well.
0: Exactly. And then like one name that just pops out for me is former Burnley striker Woot Weghorst, who's just like the Dutch version of fucking Peter Crouch, in my opinion, standing at six foot six at six foot six and blanky motherfucker. Um, uh, you no, know, I mean, their weakness in my opinion is their weakness in my opinion is their midfield because like, it's not going to be as strong as like everybody thought it would have been They're They're going to miss Wijnaldum for sure. But the, this is a team that could still be in a, a dark horse, especially since like, especially since they have Louis van Gaal at the helm as terrible as coach as he was for man United. Like, He did take the Dutch to third place in 2014, and that was with a squad that was getting older and near the end there. So, it's only a matter of how far the Dutch will go there. Um,
1: They're the eighth-ranked team in the world, though, as well. So, it's hard uh, to say that they'd be a dark horse. Ah,
0: FIFA rankings are fucking stupid. We were the number six-ranked team in the country. Italy's still number six right now. Yeah, we were number six in the world in two thousand and six, and we crashed out of the group stage. Um, uh, so I'm taking the Netherlands and Senegal to go, to come out of the group to go out to uh, to go into the knockouts. Netherlands win the group, Senegal second place. Are you in agreement with me here, or are you gonna surprise me and say Ecuador, Qatar is is one of those teams, countries?
1: No, I'm agreeing with you. I think the Netherlands tops the group clearly. I think everyone basically would be in agreement with that. And then I also do think Senegal is going to go through with or without Sadio Mane being in the lineup. Like we said, we're not really sure where he's going to be at come game time, but I like to look at the squad and I don't see Qatar, even though being the host country, making noise in this group. And then Ecuador, Ecuador, I just don't see getting... I, I see them dro- probably dropping a game or drawing Senegal, and that's where they get killed.
0: Yeah, no, that's understandable. That's understandable. There. Let's move on to our group, Group B. Technically, the group of death, if you want to go by FIFA rankings: England, Iran, US, and Wales. Um, this group has two of the most overrated. Uh, cor- like, if depends on which side of the pod, depends on where you stand in soccer media. One of the most over, two of the most overrated, one of the most overrated nations in uh your in world foot in world football internationally, and well another one that uh, can technically be known as overrated in American media, A hint hint there, um uh, and I'm not talking about Wales here. The only thing is though is that. Um, you know this group this group was one ukrainian was one ukraine away from uh, being an inter- intervened by in the group by the united nations uh but instead wales got through in qualifying and decided to join us here um let's start with let's start with the overhyped english national team shall we um let's see here number 5 in the world four right backs um one of them, one of them probably one of them probably should be in central midfield. Uh, they're forwards. A lot of prim, literally a lot. Uh it's pretty much all Premier League talent except for one player, Jude Bellingham, from courtesy of Borussia Dortmund. But it's just a matter of when he comes to Premier League, anyways. But other than but the thing is here is like looking at England, like their fucking squad baffles me to be honest i'm gonna be i'm gonna be completely honest here with you they i don't understand i i don't understand some of southgate's picks here especially with the fact that he has four right backs no left back to cover no left back to cover for shaw in case of terrible in case of poor form and or injury and assuming
1: you take one of those right backs and his plan is probably throwing that left back i would assume whether that be in Kyle Walker or in
0: who's injured right now, yeah,
1: or uh, Trippier, who I don't think uh, will play might... left back
0: unless they go to a unless they go to a
1: back three and do. I don't see Southgate doing that though.
0: I, I it's definitely interesting, definitely weird here. I mean, the midfield, uh God, Rhys James, honestly, should be honestly like if you wanted to take an injured right back, if you wanted to take an injured right back to. To the World Cup, I would have taken Reese James over Kyle Walker to be honest. I mean, I knew Kyrian and Trippier was going to be in the squad no matter what. Like that, like yeah, is South-
1: loved by Southgate.
0: Well, yeah, no, Southgate took his buddies to the World Cup. His drinking buddies, Kyle Walker, Harry Maguire. Uh, as much as I love Luke Shaw, he's one of um, he's one of Southgate's drinking buddies. Jordan Henderson, another drinking buddy fuck mason mounds might as well be another drinking buddy at this point like shit um well, but, I, think, like, I
1: think Hendo's there because he kind of gives that he, he's he got to sing
0: some songs and play some tunes no, right? he
1: he can keep that midfield together as we see him do in liverpool i mean let's be honest when he is not in the squad at liverpool we at times do look lost He's just kind of, like, a controller of the game, whether he, like, possesses the ball or not. He knows what he's doing and knows where the positions to be in for his him and his teammates. Hey, I'm just glad that James
0: Madison's in the squad because he actually deserved to be in the squad based on his contributions for Leicester the entire year, not just this season. Um, and if he didn't get it, and if he wasn't in the squad, like, I'm not rooting for England, but, like, I would uh, – like. I mean, I would root hard root hard against him more than I w- am already if James Madison wasn't in the squad because i um, very, very underrated player in my honest opinion. And I'm going to be honest, until United signed Bruno Fernandez, like, I actually was ha- huge on advocating for the signing of James Madison. I thought he would have helped in our midfield a lot, but then we ended up signing Bruno anyway, so, like, I, that's never going to happen now because they both play the same position. Um... Let's see here. No, honestly, like I'm, I'm actually like really surprised that like, there's only like one that I'm really surprised that there's only one like English player outside of the Premier League in this squad. But at the same time, like it being, Are you actually
1: that shocked though?
0: To a point, yes. And to a point, no. I mean, the thing is though, is like there was no way Jude Bellingham wasn't being left off the squad because like he's, my honest opinion, looking at this list of midfielders, like he's their best midfielder going into the world cup. Um, I would say James Madison is their second best midfielder. And then I would have Declan Rice at at third. In my opinion, um, I'm trying to question why I'm going to be honest here. Like I looking at this, like, I don't understand why Calvin Phillips is there. The man has not played at all for city to be honest. Like, like he, like Southgate's pretty much bringing a bench warmer into the tournament Mason Mount is a ter- Mason Mount is the most overrated footballer like in the Premier League, but because uh in the Premier League, but because he's English, everybody loves him for some reason. Connor Gallagher is not a terrible midfielder, but at the same time, it's like are you choosing him based on form or are you choosing him based on the fact that like you don't want to look any
1: outside of your own league? You're looking um, at that based on the fact that he plays at Chelsea and you don't want to look outside of the Premier League if you're England. Because r- historically, they have picked players who are Premier League players for their squads.
0: Pretty much. And then look at their forwards, I mean, Callum Wilson, Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, Jack Grealish, Marcus Rashford, Phil Foden, who is somehow playing as a forward, even though he's a midfielder for City, and Bukayo Saka. Um, well, I know one forward that's not going to do anything for England, and that's because Pep Guardiola is not the manager of the English national team. Um, and hint, hint, Raheem uh, You should have You should have declared uh, for Jamaica, man Well,
1: of, Raheem is at Chelsea now, though
0: That's why I'm saying Why do you think he sucks at Chelsea?
1: Oh, okay, I get, I get what you're saying
0: Yeah, he's a, he's. a he, I mean, looking
1: he, at that If they are to run a four three three, I don't see Raheem cracking that starting lineup I think you have to go Kane, Saka And probably I, I would say I would like I would like to see James Madison get a starting spot in England. I know well, he won't.
0: James Madison should get a starting spot in England. My opinion is, is that the midfield should be Bellingham. Here, here's my starting lineup for England. Um, I have to put Pickford is not the fucking number one for England, by the way. It is Nick Pope. Oh, be Nick Pope. It's Nick Pope. I'm I'm also loving the fact that Newcastle is highly represented in this uh here well not highly but they have they have like more than like one player in it which is nice um uh let's see here yeah it's Pope then my right back is Trippier then the sad part is oh, ho, ho.
1: Like...
0: No I'm putting Trippier right back honestly the only reason like I'm putting Trippier right back like I'm sorry like and Trent's coming off the bench um oh, I know he is Let's see here. And then I have to fucking put uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum and McGuire and Stones at <laughs> here. And then Shaw is my left back. Um, my midfield is Declan Rice, James Madison, and Jude Bellingham. I want more attack in my midfield. That's why. And then my four, my three at the front would be uh, Saka, Kane, and then either Foden or Rashford. Like, that's how I would have to go with it there. I mean, I
1: don't understand. What a, you wouldn't start Callum Wilson, you don't think? I know.
0: It, I, Callum Wilson's a striker, though. I know. Like, he's a number
1: nine. Like I know. I know. That means he's behind Kane. I know. But I don't know. I mean, it's the World Cup. Do something different.
0: Southgate's not going to do anything different. And that's why England's not going to get out of the group. Like, I think Wales is actually. It's us and Wales, in my opinion. Because the thing is though, is like I'm gonna be honest, I don't know anything about Iran. Like Carlos Kuros is still coaching Iran. That is a fucking shock. Holy shit. He used to be Man United. He used to be uh he used to be Man United's like assistant under Fergie. And then he ended up managing Real Madrid first season. I didn't realize he was still coaching Iran. Holy shit.
1: <laughs>
0: Me either, and then, actually. And then Wales, like Wales is a sneaky squad, honestly.
1: Well, Wales is, I I think, like you said, I don't see, Wales is making out of this group. It's either us or England who are not, and that's going to shock people. I see Wales, honestly, topping this group. Well, no, Wales topping this
0: group. I have us topping the group, to be honest. Uh, I'll get into us in a minute. I'll I'll get to us in a minute there. But, like, looking at Wales' squad, First off, how the hell Wayne Hennessy is still in the Whale squad. I do not know because I did because that man has not played in 2 year, in like 2 years. I don't think he's played a game since project restart in 2020 to be honest because I remember him at Palace, then he went to Burnley, played two games for them in the league and has been at Forest since and hasn't played a single game.
1: So who at- do you who do you start at keeper then? Do you start Danny Ward? Probably.
0: Or Adam Davies, like Danny Ward, probably. I just find it funny Hennessy's still in the fucking squad. I thought he retired, to be honest. But, uh, no, I mean, look at this. Like, you got Ben Davies from Tottenham, Connor Roberts from Burnley. Like, you got Nico Williams, uh, your old, like one of your old guys. Uh, did you sell him to Forrest, or is he on loan?
1: I want to say he's on loan.
0: I think you guys sold him, to be honest.
1: Ah. Uh, Aaron,
0: uh, uh, Aaron. I don't remember
1: Aaron. telling him though.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I think you sold him. I'm not entirely sure. Like you, Aaron Ramsey's still kicking about. Dylan Levitt, former Man United youth player, by the way. Um, and then looking at the forwards, I mean, like it starts with Bale. Like Gareth Bale can still have moments of magic for con- for the country. And then Harry Wilson and Daniel James for Full. Like they've been playing. They were. They've been playing all right for Fulham. Like this season. Like I'm not like this whale squad like is not terrible. Like I think they can get, they are going to make the knockouts in my opinion. And I think they can, I'm not going to say like they're a dark horse because I don't think they will be in this world cup. But if, if they do pull off a shot, if they do, they can potentially pull off a shocker depending on who they would play in the round of 16, and may make it to the quarters here again. Depends on who they play. The World Cup is crazy; like anything can really happen. But I have Wales coming in at second and top and finishing below us in the group. And I'm going to say it: when you look at our squad, there's some picks we
1: missed on, though.
0: He was going. It was always. I I, I I I know where you're going with this here. Zach Steffen was never going to be in the, the
1: – No, I'm not even talking about Steffen. Pepe, yes.
0: No. Pepe, as much as I agree that Pepe was going to be in – like should have been in the squad here, it's more about who – it's it's more about comfortability, which is why he won with Haji Wright.
1: But then hasn't he only scored one goal for us,
0: though? Our number nines are completely inconsistent here.
1: And he only has four goals in his in the Turkish league this year.
0: He's gonna come off the bench for fifteen to twenty minutes. I know, prob- but why
1: not bring Pepe off, who consistently came off the bench for us in qualifying and all? Would would every time we needed to, he would score. He'd be our only player who could would the actually problem, score through this the call. Pro-
0: the thing is, here is this: it's not
1: even about Haji Wright.
0: Why the fuck is Jordan Morris in the squad? Jordan Morris is gonna come. Is gonna do the same thing. He's gonna come off the bench. Same uh, same. Same with Roldan like I don't understand like I don't understand I don't understand that there I mean I mean it sucks that I mean it sucks that you have I mean it sucks that there's a couple play, that there are players that are injured for sure um but I mean I look at our squad here like Matt Turner is our number one my honest opinion is that like our our starting defense is probably going is is most likely going to be Serginho Dest. yeah Walker Zimmerman potentially, Tim Ream and Anthony and Robinson, right? Yeah, and then like that—that's a quality defense. I, right. No, I, I agree with that. That's a quality defense right there. I mean, like Sergenio Dest, like I don't—I'm gonna be honest—I don't know how he's doing for Milan this season, but I mean, I watch like Ream and Robinson for Fulham, and they—I mean, they've been playing pretty well. I mean, in their last game against United, like they stood their own for. Ninety-two yeah. and ninety-two minutes until Alejandro Garnacho just made Fulham's defense look like shit.
1: I also don't hate our midfield either, especially if with I, I I love Brendan Aronson. I am very much fanboy for him at Leeds. Um, I don't know if that's just because we we have the American manager there as well. At the Leeds. American
0: contingency at Leeds is going to be in our starting midfield. It's just a, so like. Kelvin Acosta, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to be honest here. Like I, w- I'm not, I wasn't huge on Acosta in qualifying, but then again, I also wasn't huge. The fact that Legette was also there. And when those two were on the pitch, like, I'm like, why the fuck are you yeah. two up? But Kelvin Acosta going is it, fine with me.
1: Weston um, McKinney.
0: Weston McKinney. Eunice, Mu- Eunice Musa from Valencia. I mean, the thing is there is like. Do
1: you, do you, does Tyler Adams, you think, get a starting spot on the squad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that it,
0: our starting midfield is probably going to be Aronson,
1: Adams, and McKenney. That's what I would think as well.
0: And then our forwards are going to be fucking...
1: Reyna, Polisic, and... I've got to go... You with you want i Tim... or you want... Fiera
0: I've got to go, go Tim Weah.
1: Okay, I can see I gotta... that. I don't know, because... Looking at the squad, like I don't hate it. I just like I just think like we missed a couple picks that could be valuable to us.
0: I think it's more along the lines that gr I think it's more along the lines that Halter just wanted as many MLSers in the squad as possible. Yeah. Which is annoying there because like when you look at our last World Cup squad, which twenty fourteen, I'm pretty sure like seventy-five percent of our squad came from the MLS. Well,
1: oh, that squad was also yeah. But at that time, like we didn't really have many players playing overseas. No, we I had, know. we had Tim Howard overseas. We had Dempsey and no Dempsey was in Seattle. Oh, Dempsey would have been on Seattle at that time. That's right. The only overseas player. No, wouldn't ever... he have been at in
0: 2014? Wouldn't he still have had Tottenham? No, no. He came back to Seattle in 2013. Oh shit! He came back to Seattle in 2013 because like that was trying to boost MLS's chances of like being relevant before the 2014 World Cup. Yes. And then he ended up retiring because of like heart issues in 2016. No, 2017. I'm sorry. No, yeah, 17 because he won the Gold Cup in 2017. He retired from club but didn't retire from country until after that true i
1: don't know this is definitely the best squad i think u.s has sent to a world cup ever
0: this is the best squad that we've sent this is
1: our golden generation and i feel like with berhalter being there he's the one that's going to ruin the golden generation because of the style of football we play
0: this is where i'm going to say it here our squad can take us to the quarters our coach will only get us two could only get us potentially two points
1: and we get and we don't get out of the group I know my reason. But if about- he plays that boring style of soccer, where that that's where it becomes the issue, where we're 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 having two shots a game. Also, that's where it becomes would- an issue because this. Well, you team- should
0: just tell the squad that they're playing in Ohio and not guitar, and maybe we can do better. <laughs> because all of a sudden they go to fucking Ohio and it's like, oh, we'll just turn, we'll just fucking turn it on there. But no, my thought process is this: like they need to play fluid, free flowing attacking football with the squad that we have. Instead of that fucking baseless, defense, defensing, two shots a game, fucking minor league, Sunday league bullshit. Like, Burhalter fucking coaches like he coaches in MLS, which is a joke. Yes. And in my honest opinion, if we don't get out of the group, if we don't get out of the group, Jim Curtin, Jim Curtin is coaching the men's national team for before 2026. Philadelphia's coach. Yeah, the only reason why I say that is Marsh will never Marsh will
1: will never take the national job. No,
0: March will never take the national job, and I like Jim Curtin.
1: He does well with very little.
0: He did very he did well with very little in Philadelphia. They just happened to fucking blow it in MLS Cup.
1: Well, and they were playing a very good LA team, stocked with
0: fucking internationals, yep. and There's practically they no-
1: won another championship. Good for him.
0: Bale's a fuck. Bale does literally nothing until that moment, and now he's a fucking hero in LA. It, it, it baffles my mind. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale has won a title in every season
1: since twenty. The last, the only time he hasn't won a title with the squad is when he's been. At when Tottenham. he was at Tottenham. When he when he played for Tottenham, and then when he was on loan at Tottenham was the last time. When he went back on loan at Tottenham was the last time he's exactly. not won a championship. Exactly exactly the man's a winner
0: but, yeah man the man is a winner Tottenham is not but no I've got us I've got Wales we top the group Wales in second England go home Southgate gets fired because my thing about Southgate is like he's gonna like see I got into an argument with a guy when I was at Fan Fest in Philly and he called our national team overrated and he was trying to tell me that England wasn't overrated because of final appearances and semi final appearance. And I'm like, dude, they got fucking relegated from the Nations League. They lost 4 0 at home to Hungary for the first time since World War Two, almost.
1: Like, well, yeah, around. They blew, it, they blew it back in 2018 in the, the semifinals to Croatia. I'm not, uh, I'm not even going back that far. I'm not.
0: That team overachieved based on what they had. Yeah. 2020, they fucked up. They should have... 2021, last summer, I should say, they fucked up.
1: And the they Euros, yeah.
0: They should have won the Euros. You score after three minutes, you push, you shove it down those, those fucking old Italian defenders' throats. And they didn't do that. They would have beaten them for pace. They would have beaten them with, with agility. They would have been able to get shots on. Donnarumma?
1: Overrated goaltender, in my honest opinion. That, But that that term, though, was the reason. Now he is a world-class goaltender, or, or so what people think. Exactly, and that's why he went
0: to PSG, and he's still not starting for them. Yes. Bare- well, barely starting for them, because um, Navas wants to be picked, Navas wants to be stubborn, and he deserves to be stubborn, in my honest opinion. He's very, very underrated and doesn't get the respect he deserves. Um, uh, um But, but- no,
1: I agree with you that it is Wales and USA getting out of this group. I'm just flip-flopping. I'm going Wales 1, USA 2.
0: Fair enough there. Group C: Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia. I don't know anything about Saudi Arabia. I just know that they're there. <laughs>
1: Poland. I'm in that boat as well. Poland. They
0: have they have Lewandowski and Szczesny. The fact that Wojciech Szczesny hasn't retired yet either is baffling. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Oh, they've got Milik. I forgot about oh and Piątek. Milik and Piatek. Okay, so their forwards aren't... Their, for, uh, their forwards aren't... Ter- their forwards aren't terrible. Um, Oh, Kryo... Oh, Kryowak. I forgot he was... I thought he retired as well, too. Matty Cash? Polish? What? Oh, yeah, he is Polish. Holy shit. So they actually have, like... Oh, but ben- not Benarik, too. Jesus. Aston Villa is covering half their defense, it looks like. Jesus Christ. So you have some former Premier League talent, like you have some current Premier League talent. Um, oh, Zelensky from Napoli. Um, damn, all right. Like, shit, okay, Poland's squad is a little more underrated, is a little underrated. Maybe Poland actually could take a, po- a few points in this group. Um, uh, I'm going to be honest here, though, actually. I, I think that Poland actually could come out of the group with Argentina. I think Mexico. I think Mexico's time, like, is done in international competition. Like, I think it's more along the line. I think it's more along the lines that they need to like rebuild, and like retool, and bring in the youth. In my opinion,
1: I agree. I think Mexico's time is done. I mean, unless we see another, um, another. Uh... Another
0: know. another world class performance from Guillermo Ochoa. Yeah, because like that man's just gonna turn up at the World Cup and probably hold that's our. That's the only. The yeah, world that's world.
1: the only way that Maxwell I see making out of this group because I think from what we've seen in Poland in international competitions, is there are no pushover.
0: No, they're not a pushover. It's just more along the lines of like I feel like they were. <sighs> They rely, they're probably going to rely on Lewandowski too much, but the thing is, though, is you need to get the ball to the man for him to actually do something. Argentina's winning the group regardless. Argentina's actually my pick to win the World Cup. I will say it right now, um, in my honest opinion. They're coming in on a 34-game, 34 34-match-unbeaten 34 run, um... They are the reigning reigning uh, Copa America winners, and they're huge favorites going into the World Cup. I mean, like it starts with it. it literally starts with Messi, and then like you literally look at their squad here. Like Emiliano Martinez is going to be their goal, starting goaltender. Then look, then you look at their defense: Aldemendi, Tagliavico, Christian Romero, Juan Foy, Alessandro Martinez, just to name some. Debala, uh, Palacios, Paredes, Rodrigo de Paul, just to name some, and then their forwards. I mean, like you starts with Messi, Di Maria, Otaro Martinez, Jul- uh, and and Julian Alvarez, like it, it, like just to name a few. And then what baffles me is like they've got the fucking ginger argentine alexis McAllister from brighton it, which baffles me completely um uh but hey i mean argentina in my opinion is gonna win the group i think mexico's done i don't think mexico gets out i think it's them in
1: poland argentina Pol argentina won poland too i i agree there yeah i mean my
0: thought process is, is i'm looking at the mexico squad here like okay like like okay Ochoa is probably gonna Ochoa is gonna be the guy to like draw and make gives like Argentina no no like no no draw standing on his head but like okay it's it's literally just like guys you really only
1: have honestly two competent strikers and Raul Menendez and uh Lozano um
0: pretty much there honestly i mean like eh, they're never gonna call they're never gonna call up chicharito or carlos vela because they play in the mls like mexico has said Me- mexico has said that time and time again which is a crime because those two could easily walk into mexico's four four they could easily walk into the starting 11 those two yes which is a crying shame here Jimenez is injured, like, I believe so. So their only competent striker is Lozano. Well, their competent forward, I should say, is Lozano. Like, Hector, Hector, like, okay, you've got Andres Cuadrado and Hector Herrera still. Um, Edson Alvarez too, maybe, from Ajax. But then, like, looking at their defense, it's like, other than Hector, other than Hector, other than Hector Moreno and Jesus Gallardo, like what else do we like? What do we got going on here? Like I, I'm gonna be honest here. Like I think, I think, I think Tata Martino's in a little bit over his head with this squad this this time around. Uh, they they can't dominate Concacaf like they can't dominate Concacaf like they used to. And if they can't even dominate Concacaf like they used to in the past, like I don't think they can do anything. Like I don't because I don't think they, they can do anything in this world cup. I, they're going to lose to Argentina in my opinion. They may get, they're probably going to get a win against Saudi Arabia, but then like, I think that I think that they will, they'll have a tough time even trying to get a draw against Poland. I don't like, I just can't see Mexico doing anything.
1: No, I'm in agreement with you here. I, I think Mexico's time is done. Um, they're not going to come. They're not going to get into the group stage. Unfortunately, um, not, unfortunately, because fuck Mexico, let's be honest. But Argentina, like you said, top. I, I, I don't want to go as far yet to say that I'm calling them as my champions, but they're definitely taking the group, and I think Lewandowski carries this Poland squad into the uh knockout.
0: Fair enough there. On to Group D, Australia, Denmark, France, and Tunisia. I don't even fucking know a damn thing about them. There. There's at least one squad in this tournament, and each group that I have no fucking clue about probably. Yep. Tunisia is that squad in group D Australia. Let's take a look here. Like Tim Cahill retired. That's all I knew about that. Ah, shit. Yeah. I have no idea who Australia has. All right. Denmark and France, you're going through, um, even though
1: France being injured, it's just an easy draw for them.
0: France. France's main concern is their midfield. I mean, they're without Paul Pogba, they're without N'Golo Kante, heroes of their 2018 World Cup squad, but they have Eduardo Camavinha and Arulian Cholomeney, I can't pronounce his name, uh, pretty much Real Madrid's future midfield and for the most part, and France's future midfield too at this point. Um, two young midfield talents, uh, two, two young midfield talents there. Their defense once again is pr- their defense once again is gonna be pretty much unstoppable. I mean, like I'll just name off the I I'll literally just name off the defenders. Like you've Rafael Varane, he's currently injured right now, though. Lucas Hernandez though, Benjamin Prevard, Diode up open con Jules Cond, Teo Hernan- Hernandez, Ibrahima Khan con- William Sayaba, and then like the technical no-name defender in a way is Axel De, uh, De Sazi from Monaco, but even a good defender in his own right. And then the forwards, it's and then the forwards here, like, it's very, starts,
1: very strong on the forward side for this squad. very strong on the attacking side. Exactly. Vendema, Mbappe, Coleman, Dembele, Giroud, Giroud seems to show the, up for this French team.
0: Griezmann, too. Um, And then, like, and then they had Christopher and Cuckoo, but he got injured, and he's out for the tournament now, so they had to replace him. But, uh, and they replaced him with Randall Colomwani from Eintracht Frankfurt. And a lot of Man United fans are upset that Martial wasn't picked. I don't think Deschamps likes uh, Martial, to be honest. That's my honest opinion there. And then Marcus Thurham, in my opinion, got picked for the France squad because he's Lillian Thurham's son, who was a World Cup hero in 1998. I mean, Marcus Durham isn't a terrible player in his own right, but he's currently injured right now. Yeah. So France is do du- France is winning this group. Denmark, they are coming off a s- courageous and heroic semifinal run to the Euros last summer. Based off of what happened to Christian Eriksen, who is he in found, the- found oh. his
1: way back into the squad.
0: That's because he has found his way into running Manchester United's midfield. This is true. Um, Well-deserved
1: well deserved by Ericsson.
0: Well-deserved by Ericsson for sure here. I mean, this squad is not bad at all, honestly. No, I mean, I you, got,
1: you got Schmeichel probably going to be your starting goaltender.
0: Kasper Schmeichel is the starting goaltender. Simon Cager, one of their defenders. Christensen, um, Christensen from Leeds. So, like, you got Andreas Christensen and Rasmus Christensen – um, let's see here. Midfielders, like, you got Thomas Delaney from Sevilla, Hoybjerg from Tottenham, we mentioned Ericsson, um, Litz, Jesper Lindstrom from Frankfurt, uh, and then their are forwards here, like, you've got Poulsen from Leipzig, Casper Dolberg from Sevilla, and, uh, Martin Braithwaite, playing for, uh, making his trade at Espanyol right now. Like, this Denmark squad is not terrible. I mean, like, I think that they... Denmark could potentially have like one of those surprise runs may to like have a surprise run, depending on who they have in the round of 16. Like, I mean, we did see this team like have a miraculous and heroic run to the semis only to have their hearts broken by England who in turn then had their hearts broken. Um, But I think Denmark, like it's going to be Denmark and France. Like I'm going to I'm going to make like France. Yeah, wins- it's, hard, it's hard to
1: put any of those. It's hard to put, Tunisia or Australia? About both of those squads.
0: No, Tunisia is like fuck. Tunisia's gonna be like Panama when they uh made it in 2018. How are you here? Why are you here? And where the fuck is Egypt? <laughs> um, Group E. Sala didn't play. Yeah, <laughs> no, because Salah got uh, lasers in his eyes. Um, uh, Group E: Costa Rica, Germany, Japan, and Spain. This actually. Could legitimately be kind of a group of daft as
1: I could see it because Costa Rica has a real chance, in my opinion, to make some noise against this German squad who I think is not very strong.
0: Germany's squad intrigues me a lot. Um, Spain's squad. If they only of-
1: decide to spend four, four forwards, which isn't really a surprise seeing the way they play.
0: No, we'll go into Germany first, I guess. There are, wait, who are we looking at? Spain? Germany? What do you want to um, look at?
1: Uh, we, could, I mean, we could look at Costa Rica first because I, I could see I'm making some noise.
0: Costa Rica, it starts with Keylor Navas, who is one of the most underrated goalkeepers of all time, in my opinion. Well, of this generation, I should say, because he doesn't get the respect he deserves here. And then, like... Let's see here. A couple MLSers in the fans. Brian Ruiz, Brian Ruiz is still making his trade here. Wow. Good for him. Uh, let's see here. Joel Campbell. Joel fucking Campbell is still making the trade. He's playing at Leon in, Me- Leon in Mexico. Wow. Um. Uh, no, this squad actually could make some noise based on what they've got going on here. I mean, they've got some player. They've got definitely some experience here. I mean, the thing is, there is like this team did. This country did make the quarterfinals in 2014, like unexpectedly. So, like and they know like what's about to get out of the- to get out of a tough group and some and make and make a little bit of a run here. So, I would not be surprised if they are able to do it again. There, Japan coming off of heartbreak in the round of 16 in the 2018 World Cup. Um, I mean, the thing is, there is like, I'm
1: going to be honest. I don't really know much about Japan, to no, be honest. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of their players um, play in the Japanese League. Uh, I know Takumi minamino made the squad, um, but he's not you would
0: You would be very wrong, sir.
1: You would be very oh, wrong. I would be very wrong. You're right. I, I'm looking at the name and I, I glanced over it. I'm sorry.
0: You would be very, very wrong. I mean, you got Maya Yoshida from Schalke. Tomiyasu from Arsenal, even though he's currently injured. Um, Ido from Stuttgart. Let's see here. Kamada from Frankfurt. They're midfiel- looking at their midfielders. I mean, let's see. Yeah, Minamino now making his trade in Monaco. Uh, let's see here. Kubo from Sociedad, Maeda from Celtic, Ido, uh, Junior Ido from Wimes, Bokum, um, Mor- Morita from uh, Midomi, Um Mitoma from Brighton. Gee, yeah, no, this squad, like, Oh, yeah, I was completely wrong. Yeah, no, it's a lot of European players, my guy. Yeah. Um, I want going to go into Spain. And just say that Luis Enrique is a fucking idiot by not putting David De Gea in his squad, who is one of the most on-form goalkeepers in world football right now. Could you give us the reason
1: why he didn't make it? Because I'm just as confused as you are.
0: Uh, Luis Enrique is a fucking idiot. That's why. He'd rather fucking have fucking Robert Sanchez or Unai Simon in the squad, I guess, who neither of them can do anything, look at their... Penalty shootout in uh, the Euro Semifinals against Italy Also how the hell Also I get that Sergio Ramos Is old but how the hell does he not Make it
1: Taking a chance That Laporte and um, What's his face can hold on your center back Positions Yeah Jesus Christ yeah, I don't understand it to be honest. Here, that's the only other thing I could think of. There, like you just plan on those two playing every minute of every game, and so why that, ways Why waste to pick on?
0: That's what it looks like. You're Ramos, I guess. That's what it looks like. They have a shit ton of midfielders. That's why Busquets, Coke, Llorente, uh, Gavi, Danny Olmo, who? Gavi. Yeah, uh, Gavi. Yeah, yeah. For uh, yeah. God, wait, where the hell is Gavi?
1: Oh, there he is. Yeah, Rodi, Gavi, Pedri, Koki. Sergio Busquets making the squad kind of surprising.
0: Busquets was not, Busquets making the squad is not a surprise to me here. Yeah, Danny Olmo, Carlos Soler. Like, the only midfielder I don't recognize is Villa Z, Jeremy Pino. Um, but then their forwards like Morada, Asensio, Torres, Fati, Nico Williams, like, their forwards, their forwards are not as strong as they used to be still. No. They're going to rely heavily on the midfield and try and play tiki-taka football, in my honest opinion.
1: That's Spanish football for you. This,
0: this is not going to work.
1: <laughs> so, could not. we say then Germany and Costa Rica make out of the group and Spain falls because lack of goaltending,
0: Lack of goal-tending and lack of defense, in my honest opinion. Yeah, I'm going to look at Germany's squad here. Let's see here. Um uh, I mean, well, it's a normal
1: names for you got three stud goaltenders back there, you Neuer know, Tristan and Trap. Um yeah.
0: They're yeah, really the,
1: the basically their defense, who you would have guessed is there is there for Germany. There's no really surprises their, in this squad. Their, their
0: defense I, I'm very questionable about their defense, who's gonna who's gonna start for them. But then again at the same time, like this isn't the squad from like twenty fourteen. I will say this probably Ginter. Yeah, I will say this though. There is one name in the squad I never thought I would see again, and you know who I'm talking about.
1: Are you talking about um Goza? Yes, Argentina fans everywhere, cringe.
0: Um, I'm surprised. I don't even know what kind of form he's in, to be honest. Uh, he's at Frankfurt. He's playing in the Bundesliga. <laughs> he's got two goals and one assist for them this
1: season. Do you send him just because of the heroics he pulled for you back in 2014?
0: I think they, I...
1: That's just going way back, but is that the reason, like... I have no fucking clue. Like I said, I'm not sure what type of form he's in to make this squad. But, I mean, look at the midfield, like, he's not going to start because you got... You got Mueller, Mueller, Kimmage, you got Narby... Well, you okay, got Gundogan. I mean, you get. Well, got... I'm
0: looking at midfielders alone. Like you've got Gundogan, you've got Goretzka, you've got Kimmich, you've got uh, Musiala, you've got Mueller. Mueller's maybe injured, right there.
1: Sane on the team. She listed as a midfielder.
0: Oh, Sane and Nagbri. Yeah, ha- 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 Haverts is listed as a forward. How the hell is he listed as a forward? He's a midfielder. But go off. Well, that's uh, why
1: because they got Howard's as the, as a forward and Leroy Sane listed as a midfielder.
0: Yeah, Sonny's a Sonny's a forward.
1: Sonny's a forward.
0: Yeah, my I guess they,
1: they could change on the team should so come game time, but I just confused as why they yeah, put it in then, as the way they did. Another the
0: questionable one is Yusufa Mukoko, Mou- who's only seventeen years old here. Literally, like I mean, I mean, like he's got the six, form he's in, he's got six goals, six and goals, three.
1: four assists, and eight starts.
0: Yeah, I'm not complaining there. It's just baffling to me. No, Germany and uh, Costa Rica, in my honest opinion, this German squad is going to be uh, definitely one to watch, in my honest opinion. There. Especially they
1: got since what last was it the last World Cup or the Euros where they didn't even make it out of the group stage?
0: No, they didn't make it out. They lost in the knockouts to England in the in the Euros, uh, and then they didn't even get out of the group in the last World yeah, Cup. Yeah, that, yeah, I couldn't remember. What and that was because went. The flow was just like old and stupid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, there's not many surprises to this German team besides the one you had brought up in Goza. but other yeah. than that, you look at this and you're like, yeah, I, I I see how why everyone was picked here. They do got a, like, look at the squad. They do got a really good squad.
0: They do. Group F, Belgium, Canada, Croatia, Morocco. Hakim Ziyech came back out of international retirement to come to uh, play for Morocco. Um, So that's definitely interesting there. Um, So let's see here. I'm going to start with Morocco since I'm talking about them. He's the only name that I really, real that I really recognize here. Although they do have Romain Seiss, who's, Currently making his trade at Bestikas, uh right now, even though he was at Wolves for the last like six years. Um, but let's see here. Oh, Hakimi too. Akraf Hakimi, who's still making the trade at PSG, even though I'm surprised. He, I'm, I'm still baffled at that move there. Uh, I don't see Morocco doing all that much in this group. To I mean, be they got
1: a tough draw. This. Looking at this, this going to be another group, of dev, especially in the form Canada's in right now. Belgium just being a world superpower, in my opinion. And then Croatia, we, we know that in the last World Cup. Over,
0: every you know, I talk about England being overrated. Belgium is the most overrated nation in the world.
1: I don't know. I just like the Belgium they- squad.
0: They, that's why they're overrated. You look at their squad; like that squad has literally been together almost since twenty. Like they, that squad's been together since twenty fourteen. They made the quarters in the twenty fourteen World Cup. Fuck you, Kevin De Bruyne.
1: Beat USA. Yeah.
0: Fuck you, Kevin De Bruyne. every injury that you have. Well, actually, I never wish injuries about anybody, but every time you fucking get injured, I always think about how you scored against us, and I'm like, fuck you, you fucking fuck. Um uh but no, I don't wish injuries upon anybody to be honest. But still, um uh they failed to actually do anything in the Euros. Uh they got knocked out by Wales in the Euro in 2016. They made the semis in the 2018 World Cup, and that was just a lackluster performance against France in the semis. And how far did they get in the Euros in twenty last summer? I don't remember to be honest. Quarters had to be the quarters. They didn't make the semis. I know that. They lost because the semis were. Oh, um, uh, they
1: lost in the quarterfinals to Italy, two to one. That's right. Yeah, because the semis so they beat were, Portugal in the round of sixteen. Then they went on to lose to Italy.
0: Yeah, because Italy. because it was Italy, Spain, England, Denmark yeah. in the Euro. Semis. Yeah, see Belgium I find very overrated because they don't they
1: completely underachieve here.
0: I mean, I'm just gonna run off the squad here real quick. I mean Courtois fucking Simone <laughs> Mignolet.
1: <laughs> I was I, waiting for you to bring up that name.
0: Fucking Simone Mignoli from fucking Club Bruges. Jesus Christ. I mean Courtois is starting goaltender. Yeah. The fe-
1: you start Ider Wilder.
0: Oh, my fucking God. The fact that Vertonghen and Alderweireld El- are still fucking going to lead the fucking back line for this squad. How old is Alderweireld at this point? Alderweireld is 33, and Vertonghen is 35.
1: Where is Alderweireld even playing out? Like in
0: Vertonghen is playing at Anderlecht, and Ver- Alderweireld and is playing at Antwerp. So they're both playing
1: in the Belgian, the, the Belgian First League
0: playing in the Belgian league now. Like they haven't been at Tottenham in some time. Yeah. Like they have not been. Mounier is thirty-one. Timothy Castan is only twenty-six. Let's see here. Midfielders. Axel Witzel, Dries Mertens. He's at Galatasaray. Right? He's thirty five. Yeah. Um Thorgan Hazard is in the squad. Donald I mean,
1: Carrasco from you got from uh, what's Athletic. it called.
0: Then Donker, formerly of
1: formerly, we know know who's running that midfield. I mean, it's that's just obvious.
0: Yeah, that's just everything's working
1: through Kevin De Bruyne, and that's really all you need.
0: And once he gets and once he goes down injured, then they're fucked. Um, let's see here. I mean, their forward line is actually not that great. I mean, well, is not
1: Lukaku injured?
0: Lukaku is injured, which means which means Michi is gonna be leading the line. Because you know Leandro Trossard is not leading the line for Belgium. Yeah, and, you got it. Eden and, Hazard. So who? I Eden has Eden Hazard will can't do anything for Madrid. But once he puts on Belgian colors, he turns into like he he becomes Gareth Bale. Ben Belgium Belgium uh, Belgium bench Madrid in that order or whatever the hell you want to call it for Hazard. Um, but uh, no Belgian squad. Like their forwards are a little weak in my opinion. But other than that, like. This, squad, this is their last dance, in my opinion. They literally need to, like, rebuild. And Unless rebuild. they have
1: some youth coming up, which not looking like it. God, no. Let's see here.
0: Oh, actually, you know who low-key actually will help run the midfield? That's that's not named Kevin De Bruyne, who surprisingly is still at Leicester, even though, like, he... Showman's? Yeah, he should have been sold in the summer. Because he could have been bought at a bargain, but not like he's gonna ball out at the World Cup.
1: Well, yeah, he's, and uh, he, he is somewhat still young. Know, Why he like 24, 25? He's 25.
0: He's gonna ball out at the World Cup yeah. and he's gonna leave Leicester in January for like not for like 80 million because of that. Like, le- he's too good for Leicester.
1: It is not- weird with this now being so close to another like transfer because normally it's a summer transfer window that the it happens. I mean, i just give me a winter transfer. And I wonder if they'll make more moves because of the world cup performances.
0: Probably not. They'll probably wait until the summer. Yeah. because not a lot of moves happen in the winter. Uh, but no, Thielmans will definitely be one of those moves in the winter. He's gone. Lester are terrible. He's too good for Lester. Yep. I think they're waiting for him to ball out at the world cup and then cash out at, on his value. And then man United will be stupid enough to buy him two years later than they should have. <laughs> It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. They want to sell Fred, and they want to sell Fred apparently, anyways. Which I don't understand why we sell why we sell Fred when we should fucking. Well, oh, actually, no. McTominay is actually proving his worth, so selling Fred makes sense. Although Fred, although McTominay is the same. I mean, Thielman's will practically be a younger version of Casemiro and a younger version of McTominay in a way. So it doesn't make sense there. Um, uh, let's go Canada. Love this squad. I do too, actually. I mean, it starts with Alfonso Davies, but then like you got Junior Hoyett, you've got uh, Rich, uh, like you've got Richie Lareo, you've got fucking Jonathan Orsario, Mark, hey, uh, Tay John Buchanan, Kyle Laren, and Jonathan David. Like this is a this is a good squad.
1: I could see the squad getting out of the knockouts.
0: This squad will get a go to the knockouts. I think it's Belgium and Canada to be honest. I don't think Croatia repeats what they did in 2018.
1: No, they don't have that magic left in them. Well, yeah, because Dejan Lovren is going to be back at the Fencies. And to- this another this Croatian squad is also another old squad in this World Cup.
0: Dejan Lovren's going to be turned be turned on his head by by uh, by Kevin De Bruyne in one game and then uh and then Alphonso Davies in the next. And then whoever the hell from Morocco, probably Ziyech. <laughs> um, uh, but then, like you look at their midfield, Their midfield's like, not
1: terrible. it's going to be led by Luka, Luka Modric,
0: Luka Modric has got pulled to strains. I mean, Perisic, like, like you look at their midfield, like if it was like four, if it was like four years ago, like if it was like four six years ago, like you look at Modric, Perisic, Brozovic, Kovačić, of uh, and fucking Pasalic from and, and Pasalic, like that's a great midfield. Is it bad? I hate
1: Kovačić. Kovacic. Not as a pick for the squad here. I just don't like him as a player. I don't know why. Yeah,
0: Something Kovacic. Him. Kovacic is a little bit overrated. I mean, like, he played for Real Madrid and he ended up going to Chelsea and now he doesn't do shit for Chelsea. Um, uh, Their forwards are terrible, though. Like, I do not know any of their forwards because Mandzukic retired. Also, I hate Mandzukic. But then again, you score after six minutes in a World Cup semifinal and once again, you do not shove it down their fucking throats. Southgate's getting fired. I hope.
1: And All Harry they... Canada do is square it.
0: I still find it. Ira- I forget who I told this to the other day. I find it. I will forever find it hilarious that they tried to square it one year later in the semis in the Women's World Cup and failed miserably. They got a penalty and then completely fucked it up after that there. But um, moving on, Um, I, I'm not even going to go in that depth. In that much depth into Group G because, like, it's Brazil to lose, and I think it's going to be Brazil and Switzerland.
1: I agree. So I we mean, both let's have go- Belgium and Canada from Group F, and then right,
0: Brazil, yeah, Belgium and Canada, Brazil and Switzerland. In my opinion, I mean, let's uh, let's just talk about the craziness of Brazil squad here. Uh We've got Weverton from Paul who's so going to be starting as their goalkeeper waiting for you to tell me to fuck
1: off well who is the starter for brazil is it allison or ederson
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be leverton from Palmarius come on
1: <laughs> no that'd it's be allison. wild
0: <laughs> that would be wild no it's definitely allison ederson's not starting like no you know you know what my favorite do you know what my favorite selection of the brazilian squad is to be honest anthony no as much as i love anthony look at the whole squad look at the whole squad Yeah, who do you think is my favorite selection out of all out of this entire group? Fred. No, it's no United players. Oh, think about it. Look at look at look at someone look at the squad, look at the talent, look at the age.
1: Diago Silva, no, Marquinhos, no, you're in any Alves, Danny Alves. Exactly. There you go. It took, it took me a while there.
0: 39-year-old Danny Elvis playing for fucking Pumas is fucking is in the World Cup. And he's fucking laying studs up challenges and training and almost injures Fabinho, which is ridiculous <laughs> in itself. But um, uh, no, I, I'm I,
1: shocked that Firmino's form didn't get him picked on this squad.
0: No, I'm actually annoyed that his form didn't get him picked, but yet fucking Rochero somehow
1: pick. It's cause I'm convinced it's because of the age.
0: Let's see here. Probably. I mean, Gabriel Jesus hasn't done shit since September.
1: He scored uh one goal everyone went crazy when he went to Arsenal and then he just kinda How fell the hell
0: off. is Gabriel Martinelli in the squad? Nobody knows who the fuck he is in Brazil. Barely anybody in the prep. Because
1: Arsenal's leading the league right now. So they're like, fuck it. They're first in the league. So let's pick them. But yet they
0: fucking picked Pedro from fucking (laughs) Flamengo.
1: I mean, let's be honest, though. Like, like, Brazil's to lose.
0: No, no. It's Brazil or Argentina, honestly. And based on the draw, like, and based on the draw and how the knockouts go, I wouldn't be surprised if Brazil and Argentina mean, don't mean the final. I would be surprised if they don't, to be honest. Again, it all based on the draw and everything, but that's a clash that's going to happen. I mean, you look at their... You look at their squad here. Like I said, it's Allison or Ederson going to start. My opinion, Allison, I know you'll agree with me there. You love... uh, You Liverpool-biased fan, you. um, Then you've got... 39 year old Daniel Alves, Tiago Silva, Alexandro, Danilo, Marquinhos, Tallis, Milital, and I don't even know who Guys, Gals, Guys, Bremer is to be honest. Uh, that's their defense. Um, Casemiro, Fred, Fabinho, Paqueta, Demares, and uh, Everton Ribeiro, another Brazilian play, club player for Flamingo. Uh, but that. Oh shit, I just realized outside of uh, this Everton Riberio player, their midfielders are all prim- primarily player yep. midfield, which is wild. Um, forwards starts with Neymar, Jesus, Richarlson, Rafinho. Pedro, another Brazilian league player. Vinicius and Rodrigo. Anthony, who's injured right now. And somehow Martinelli somehow found his way into the squad. But I think it's based on age there. Nobody can be on. The only player that can be over the age of 35 at this point is the only players that can be over the age of 35 at this point are Silva and Alves because it's their last dance. Um, uh, Marquinhos is only 28. Holy shit. I thought he was older.
1: I would have put money on him being older as well
0: he's younger than Casemiro.
1: There's no way. Casemiro it just third. doesn't make sense in my brain.
0: No, it doesn't make sense in my brain either because I feel like Marquinhos has been around for a long time
1: here. Uh, same with Favinho, yeah. actually. I didn't realize Favinho was only... I know he plays in Liverpool, but I thought he was like 33. He's only 20. Yeah,
0: Marquinhos has been at PSG since 2013. He's been there almost 10 years now, and he's only 28, which means he joined PSG at 18. He looks like a 45-year-old man. Exactly. And yet, TELUS is 29. What the fuck? How old is Militao? 24. No, Brazil honestly should win this World Cup here. Fred is 29. Jeez, I thought he was older.
1: Well, I think- I, every year we go into the World Cup, though, saying Brazil should win. Brazil should win him. Brazil should always not- find a way to disappoint.
0: Brazil, should, that's where Brazil's overrated as well too, because they've been riding the uh, fucking class of 02 for twenty years now. They have failed to, they have failed to meet achievements ever since. That 06 squad was better than the 02 squad, and they got knocked out in the quarters because Zinedine Zidane had a performance of a lifetime in midfield. Um, twenty ten World Cup was a huge disappointment for them they they didn't fare well in copa americas up until winning it in 2019 and, uh, until winning it in 2019 and then they lose in 2021 to argentina uh, we know the we know we already know about the embarrassment of 7-1 in their home country in 2014 yeah,
1: they 20- the lost 2018 got knocked out by belgium
0: 2018, they got knocked out by that 2018 squad, honestly, was not good, in my opinion, anyways. Like, well, th- th-
1: didn't Neymar miss that World Cup because of injury as well? No, Neymar played in that World Cup and danced
0: around and flopped around, remember? That's
1: right. That was, yep, okay.
0: And flopped around. That was an embar. that was honestly embarrassing. Um, uh, but yeah, no, like, Brazil are underachievers, in my opinion, like, as well. But, like, that's why I feel like. That's why I feel like Brazil need to win this World Cup. Like, it's more along the lines of, like, Argentina are the favorites because of the unbeaten run. But Brazil have to win it because, like, not just for Brazil, but for Neymar. Like, they need to shut the world up and be like, hey, we're the fuck. We are Brazil. Like, this is, like, where football, like where football is known. This is, like, where football became popular. We're the home of Pele. We're the home of Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Kaká, uh, Socrates, Carlos Alberto. Like, legends. I can literally just continue to name Brazilian legends of the game that have done well for country outside of Socrates because the Brazilian squads of the 80s were – not that, not as great as the squads of, the, of uh, 58, 62, 70, 90, 94, and 02, obviously. And even 98 when they lost to France in the final there. Um, uh, but no, Neymar needs to win the World Cup to shut the footballing world up and have them stop seeing him as a flop. Brazil needs to win the World Cup because they've been riding the high of, of 02 for 20 years now, and it's kind of getting old.
1: At what point do we go look at Brazil and realize that they're just not a powerhouse when it comes to a world competition?
0: Uh, well they won the 2019 Copa America so I can't
1: I don't, say. I don't I, yeah I know I don't really count that as a big competition though because really all you got in there is honestly Argentina' their only real competition I I guess you could say Chile.
0: They're like Colombia. I mean, Ecuador's not terrible. Ecuador's like
1: not horrible, but there's no real. It's not like the Euros where like you're playing like powerhouses of the world. Like,
0: no, I agree with you there. But I mean, like they did. Like it's it's a recognized international competition. They did win it. I mean and they did beat Argentina in the final in 19 then they lost again to them and then they lost to them in 21 but no, I get your point it's like Argentina if they didn't win in 20 if they didn't win the Copa in 2021 like they haven't won a world cup since Maradona in, in 86 they haven't made a final since 90 with Maradona they haven't come close. The last time they came, they came close to the World Cup in 2014 where they lost to Germany again. I get what you're saying there. These South American these South American nations, like, are they really powerhouses or, like, are we just riding high on history at this point?
1: I think it's more riding high on history with when it comes to those South American squads now because, let's be honest, they don't win anything. No, they don't.
0: A South American squad hasn't won a World Cup in 20 years.
1: Italy won in 06. They went if, if they got to play in the Euros, they wouldn't have won a Euro. In my opinion. But they don't get to. They get to sit in the Copa America and ease their way into trophies. That's because
0: UEFA doesn't allow outside competition. No, I know, I know, I know. Whereas Common, whereas con, whereas common Bowl and CONCACAF will welcome somebody to go into the competition. Like... Common ball allowed Qatar to play in the Copa America a couple year, few years back. They allowed Concacaf allowed Qatar that for World Cup preparation for that. They Copa America like had uh, had Mexico in it a couple of times. We were allowed to participate in Copa America Centenario. Granted it was, granted we were hosting it, but still, um, UEFA doesn't allow that. UEFA doesn't allow that to happen. Because it's like no, this is our t- tournament. This is like for our countries only. Like if Brazil, Argentina, like were able, if Brazil and Argentina were able to go to the Euros, I'd say they make the semis. Maybe make quarters. Quarters at worst, semis at best, depending on the luck of the draw. Because like when you look at it, like when you look at European nations, like. When you look at European nations, like they're very inconsistent. I mean, I'll go into one now. We'll go into group H, Portugal.
1: <laughs>
0: very fucking overrated. Very fucking highly talented. Right they're Ronaldo FC practically, carrying Ronaldo
1: Ronaldo carry... and Wolves FC. Well, pretty
0: much. I mean, like if it wasn't for Euro twenty sixteen, like they they are irrelevant, like they've yeah. owned, like they're irrelevant. Their highest World Cup finish came in 1966 with Asubio, and that was third place. Like they're not a footballing powerhouse. Like mm-hmm. their history is more their their greatness of football, like is right now.
1: Yeah, it's with Ronaldo.
0: Pretty much there. Like, let's get into Group H. Let's start with Portugal. Rui Patricio, Jose Sa, and Diogo Costa. Not bad goalkeepers. No. Pepe is somehow riding high. Into <laughs> <the> fucking <street. laughs> Christ. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Pepe, Danilo Pereira, Rafael Guerrero, Cancelo, Diaz, Dallo, Nuno Mendez, and Antonio Silva. William Carvalho, who is. They're only 30 somehow, but there's also, like, 18 car- different William Carvalhos. Jal Mario, Otavio, Bruno, Bernardo, Jao, Paulinho, Neves, uh, Nunes, and Vitinha, And then Ronaldo, Silva, Horta, Felix, Leo, and Goncalo Ramos. Wow, well, their forwards are not that great, honestly. No. But then again, at the same time, like, I actually consider Bernardo Silva to be more of a forward than a midfielder. Um so let's see here. This squad. And I one of one of the people I know, they are picking Portugal to win because they love Ronaldo and fucking beat him off. Um, but they don't even win this group. Uruguay wins the group. Yeah. Uruguay Uruguay's a dark horse. Uruguay may go to the semis. I want to go into Uruguay actually real quick because the thing is those like they're gonna be must see TV. And it's not even because you're, under. you're gonna have fucking Nunez, you're gonna have fucking Nunez and Suarez leading the line. And what
1: coming. a fucking shit show that's gonna be!
0: Yeah, your snake and your your former your
1: you your snake. Our and snake and our twenty goal flop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've got fucking Uruguayan. You've got fucking former former Luis Suarez and current Luis Suarez, Andy Carroll Luis Suarez. Oh my god! And Cavani's gonna come off the bench. Oh, my fucking God. Let's see here. Oh, Fede, Fede Valverde, Rodrigo Benteker. Um, wow, Torreya. They have a good love, squad. Palestri. I love that Palestri is in the squad, to be honest. Like, he actually needs to actually play for United and not in their U20 system. Dean is still in the squad. That man is, like, he's only 36. I thought he was 45. Um, Let's see. Jose Jimenez. Arayo for Barcelona, even though he's, well... Even though he's injured, um, Varela playing for Flamingo. He used to play for United. He well, never actually played for United. Um, uh, he came up through the like we bought him back in like 2013, like had him in our youth system. Uh, he went on loan a lot, but uh, never actually played for us. Olivera from uh, Matthias Ali. Wow, Matthias Vera. Wow. Currently playing for Napoli. Jeez. Okay. Wow. Um. Uh, this is a good squad, honestly.
1: Yes, it is. This is like a Like you very... said, I could see this team making a run come knockouts.
0: I was told that they're going to get killed in the round of 16. Whoever tells... I forget who told me that. They're a fucking idiot. Um. This team will go to the quarters at be... at worst, semis at best. This is a team that could go on... This I could my... see this team making the finals. This is my dark horse. This is my dark horse. Yeah, yeah, your 20-goal flop and your snake are going to lead the line and carry fucking Uruguay. I, I'm here for that. Darwin it.
1: Nunez is going to win the Golden Boot of the World Cup. Watch it. Facundo
0: Torres, your guy from Orlando, is in the squad.
1: <laughs> you mean Fernando Torres? <laughs> no, not Fernando. No, I know, because on the back of his jersey. At, in, uh, it, it says F. Torres. It says F.
0: Torres. But, yeah. yeah. Pecando Torres, your boy from Orlando, there. Yeah, yeah. Your twenty goal. Fl- yeah, your twenty. Yeah, your flop. Your your twenty goal flop is gonna flop his way to the golden boot. No, he's actually not. Um. Uh, I mean, if he does, that'd be hilarious. There, but, but no, he has a real chance too. This group honestly fucking entertains me. Honestly, I mean, you've got Ghana looking for revenge against Uruguay twelve years later. <laughs> because uh got Ga- like you've got uh As or whatever you know who I'm talking about um uh, uh you have yeah uh, a guy yeah guys, yeah Gayan or whoever the hell he is like you've got like you you've got Ghana looking for um uh, revenge against uh you've got Ghana looking for revenge against uh Uruguay for uh, Suarez's handball. So that'll be a fun. That'll be entertaining to <laughs> there. I mean, you got the IU brothers and Naki Williams and forward here. Thomas Partey in midfield, even though, well, I'm not going into that there. Um, uh, Let's see here. Salazu from Southampton. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, And then South Korea, honestly, I mean, like Hinman's son is actually going to play with like a mask over his eye there. So that'll be interesting there.
1: I they are going to get to the play then.
0: Yeah. And then he chan uh, Juan He Chan, He Chan Juan are from Wolves, like gonna probably help lead the line there. Um uh No, this group's entertaining. Like you've got fuck you've got this group's entertaining. You've got Portugal with all the Ronaldo talk because here's Morgan interview. You've got Ghana and Uruguay going at it. Uh Uruguay's got Fucking Suarez and Nunez leading the line. Suarez is going to get mad at the match. And Nunez is going to stand in the photo not knowing where the hell he is. And then Son's just going to be happy and smiling. So I'm here for the This is the group of chaos. I'm here for it. But um, uh, I'm going with Uruguay wins the group. Portugal squeaks by. Ghana gets heartbroken again because I still... Because I still hate them uh, for 20... I st- I hate them for... I still hate them for 2000 2008? Uh, 10. The yeah. fucking Baylas and that bullshit. But uh, I still hate them for that. Um, uh, but yeah, no. So go back to the top here. Netherlands, Senegal, us, Wales, Argentina, Poland, France, Denmark, Germany, Costa Rica, Belgium, Canada, Brazil, Switzerland, uh, Portugal, Uruguay, Portugal. That's my that's my knockout.
1: I have all the same teams as you, except in Group H. I have Ghana and Uruguay.
0: Oh, you don't have Portugal going through? No, I you don't. Uh,
1: there's too much tension in that room right now with Bruno and Ronaldo for this to work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, the fucking, fucking Nunez-Suarez show is just going to fucking flop and bite their way to the fucking semis. Basically. <laughs> Give me the group of chaos. I'm just here for it at this point. All right. Um, All right. Um, I'm not going to make knockout predictions and everything like that. Uh, do we go to the quarters if you, th- do, do we go to the quarters if we miss since you have us going out and going into the knockouts? Yeah. Or do you, you think we go to the quarters? Yes. You think that's the farthest we go?
1: Unfortunately, yes. I think it's the farthest
0: we go. I'm not worried about how the if we get out. If of we the, make it out of the
1: group stage, I'm happy.
0: If we get out of the group, I'm happy. If we go to the quarters, I'll be ec- ecstatic. I'm more worried about how this squad will look in four years because it's on our home soil. If we get to the quarters, you know, honestly, if we go to the quarters, I'm just gonna enjoy, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Um, I'm just going to enjoy the ride to be honest. because get...
1: That's just a treat considering we didn't make the world cup in 2018. Now we have a squad together that could make some noise in this world cup. I, I, I don't see them taking out a powerhouse, but they could definitely get into the quarters and that'll just be like, that's like dessert. It's like dessert. That's just a little extra because getting out of the knockouts is just the main course.
0: Yeah. Getting into the knockouts is the main course pretty much there. Yeah, no, I agree with that there. Um, other than Uruguay being your dark, dark horse, who do you see potentially making a shock runs, sh- a shock run? Cause Uruguay is my dark horse.
1: Uruguay is my dark horse as well. A shock. I don't, I don't know whether this would be a shot, shock run or not. Just because like the USA would be my dark horse to make a run as well. Cinderella run. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if you can call them a dark. Probably because everyone just thinks it's USA and we're not good at soccer.
0: I am going to.
1: <sighs> could I also say Costa Rica as well?
0: Costa Rica, me. I was going to say Wales.
1: I wouldn't call them a dark. I guess you cooked them week into North the I'm not saying dark horse. I'm saying oh. the
0: Cinderella run.
1: Oh, okay, Cinderella one. Yeah, I could see USA, Wales, or Costa Rica doing that.
0: Yeah, like you like us to the quarters. That would be something Wales to the quarters, Costa Rica. Like I mean, Wales like, Gail somehow Gareth Bale just turns it on. Watch him carry, watch him carry Wales to the semis. Like you know, Wales, Golf Madrid in that order. Well, Wales Golf LA in that order. True. <laughs> um, uh, is there anybody that you think could like? Cr- well, I know you got Portugal crashing out of the group there, but anybody else that's like heavily favored that you've th- okay, so we got Portugal and England crashing out of the group, but like out of like the top out of the favorites, do you think anybody could potentially just lay an egg in the group and crash out, like Argentina or Brazil or France, even maybe Belgium? I agree there. I think they're, I think if Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne can only do too much.
1: Belgium, like if, or maybe even Germany.
0: I can't say Germany. I'm going to go with you on Belgium. There, Germany is. If Germany, cra- if Germany crash out of the group stage, then it's going to be Japan and Costa Rica of that group. Yeah. You're even Spain's not getting out of the group. I can't see Spain getting out of that group. I don't care that they made the semis of the Euros last summer.
1: No, it's they don't they don't have the proper goaltending.
0: They their lack of defense and goaltending is gonna hurt them. Enrique's a fucking idiot. Um Belgium Belgium crashes out. I will well if Belgium crashes out, then Martinez has to go. And that Roberto Martinez finally has to go and Belgium's generation is done. Because they've been together for eight they would have been together for eight year for eight years, which would have been five tournaments three world cups and well yeah 2014 2018 2022 world cups and euro 16 and euro 2020 that would have been five tournaments
1: yeah
0: and they would have failed to do anything and and their best performance would have been third place in 2018 when in reality they probably could have when in reality if they actually Played a better semifinal against France. They probably could have won the World Cup because they would have played either England or Croatia in the final. And they dominated England. Their B team. They 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 dominated. They dominated England with their B team in both the group stage and in the third place match. Yeah, and Croatia was old. I I I.
1: I... I could Belgium now that you say it like that, Belgium would be the one that I could see more getting just surprised and I'd going to be surprised about that as well. I'm not, I don't see I don't see a road for Argentina or France not to make it out.
0: No, Argentina definitely can't definitely won't will make it out. France as well too. That's Those why like
1: it's hard to pin because like you look at you look at group F and you're like, well, Morocco might be able to draw a game against Belgium and Belgium has a real chance to lose to Canada and probably as well. Draw to Croatia. Or lose to or Croatia. Or lose to Croatia. If Belgium lose, if Belgium don't get out, that would be a shock. If Belgium to... drop, if Belgium lose one game, they don't make it through.
0: Oh, no, yeah. Because their first game is against Canada. Yeah. Pre- Belgium's first game Belgium's first game is against Canada. So if they lose to Canada, then they're done. Yeah.
1: Because, because then that's... they have to go see, they see Morocco second, and then they'll see um Croatia in the third game
0: exactly and if like if they fail to if they fail to win against morocco then their chances are pretty much shot yes they would pra- they would practically have to beat croatia to mu- it would be literally win or go home i don't think belgium if they like that's how i see it there um who, okay i'm not going to talk about who makes the quarter who are your final four
1: Uruguay, Argentina, France, Germany.
0: Two South Americans, two Europeans. Okay. Now, is it Uruguay v. Argentina and France v. Germany, or how you have it? Or are you just saying that's your final four?
1: That's my final four.
0: Okay. Argentina, France, Brazil, and... Let's see here. I'm going to go back here. Argentina, France, Brazil, and let's see here.
1: Actually, could I change one of my answers? Go ahead. I want to take France. I'll put the Netherlands in.
0: You just want Van Dyke in the semifinal, but I like it.
1: No, because I do think they have a good squad.
0: No, I know I'm fucking with you there. No, they do have a good squad. You know, actually, no, I'm not. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm ta- I'm gonna say this here, so it's gonna be Argentina, Brazil, Argentina, Brazil, France, and Portugal. Jeez, Portugal have everything to lo- have everything to lose. If Portugal do not make it to the... Uh, do, they are too talented not to make the final four. These are the four squads. They're too talented not to make the final four. If I wanted to take one of them out, I would take France out and replace them with Uruguay.
1: Okay. And you said you have Argentina winning your World Cup? I have Argentina and Brazil,
0: and Argentina wins.
1: Okay. And... I
0: finally fucking just admit that Messi is the fucking goat.
1: Well, Messi is
0: the goat unfortunately.
1: And mm-hmm. then oh
0: shit, oh that hurt. Um I'm, I'm still right I'm still riding high on my uh I'm still riding high on uh, Maradona's the greatest Argentinian ever and uh, yeah. and, and Pelé with his three world cups. right. I have
1: your guy winning my world cup so.
0: Uh geez, you're fucking snake and your fucking 20 goal flop.
1: <laughs> it's going to be exciting football. <laughs> <laughs> fucking chaos! Can here. you imagine if those two raised the World Cup together? I think hell would freeze over.
0: No, hell would freeze over when if Argentina and Portugal made it to the World Cup final, and Ronaldo and Ronaldo and Portugal wins it by Ronaldo scoring a hat trick. If,
1: if if there's anything to make me convinced that sports are fixed, it will be if Portugal and Argentina both make the World Cup final.
0: Yeah, and you know how it ends? It's not Ronaldo scoring a hat-trick. 125th minute stoppage time penalty from Bruno.
1: (laughs) That would be the United way.
0: (laughs) This is the way. (laughs) Because you know Ronaldo wouldn't fucking score. It's actually, no, free kick from Bruno. That
1: is the United way. (laughs) I think Ronaldo would take that free kick, unfortunately. I think he'd push Bruno off of it. He'd hit a fucking... He'd fucking hit Alexis McAllister in the face. (laughs) (laughs)
0: the fucking ginger argentina no that
1: will prove to me that sports are sports are fixed if portugal and argentina make the world cup final no i I think it's brazil
0: argentina in the final which will be a fucking classic in my opinion or at least i hope it's a classic i'm sick uh last world cup final was 4-2 but that honestly sucked because
1: france dominated that tournament yeah one nil in
0: 2014 one nil in 2010 2006 went to fucking pens jesus christ Two thousand
1: six uh, wasn't that um Italy yeah,
0: it's the headbutt yep and then two thousand two was two nil but two nil, but uh Brazil dominated and uh Ronaldo, and go OG Ronaldo scored twice en route to his uh, second World Cup title and and uh pretty much to solidifying his greatness um does Ronaldo Hmm. See, my thought process is this Portugal. I picked Portugal to win the group, but with the Ronaldo, bullshit, Ronaldo either fucking goes scorched earth and carries Portugal as far as he can and wins the golden boot, or they fizzle out. In my prediction of him go, of them going to the fucking semis is wrong and they crash out of the group.
1: All right, so you got the tail of two ends there.
0: I uh, it's fucking call. I've got my uh, I've got my uh, calling to WGR takes coming, coming hot at you.
1: <laughs>
0: call a fucking just calling to WGR and I'm just gonna say this bullshit here. It's like it's like Bill's fans that call in and say, like this is we, a don't, champ- we don't have to talk about them today. Yeah, this is a championship. <laughs> they're either gonna win it all or they're gonna
1: burn it all. And by burning it all, it means they're gonna fucking implode.
0: Um uh and we're, then we're
1: keeping the soccer today. We're keeping it soccer. I don't wanna talk about those sports today. I'm not in no. the mood.
0: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, but I, you know what I,
1: you know No, I know I mean.
0: what you mean. Um, uh, but uh, no, seriously, who's your golden
1: boot winner? So, my prediction is right that Uruguay goes to to the final. You're gonna have like it has to be Nunez, but I also do think that Messi probably does win the golden boot.
0: Messi wins the golden ball. I think Ronaldo went that's actually, no, I'm not even gonna go Ronaldo. Um, I'm actually going to pull a fucking rabbit out of a hat. I'm actually going to pull a fucking rabbit out of a hat here. Benzema wins the Golden Boot.
1: Okay. uh, Yeah, it's not crazy. Uh, It's not a rabbit out of a hat, but it's definitely. He has been the best player in the world for the last two years. Yeah.
0: And the only reason why I say he wins the Golden Boot is because Harry Kane's crashing out of the group and so is Robert Lewandowski. If you really want fucking crazy, if you really want fucking crazy, yeah, if you really want – seriously, if you really want crazy, <laughs> fuck
1: it, f- fucking
0: Gabriel Jesus.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't scored for Arsenal since September, I think. <laughs> wins the fucking golden boot. No, in all seriousness, uh, Benzema, in my opinion, I think Ronaldo will come second. Um, and I think, actually, no, I think, yeah, Ronaldo will come second. Nunez will come third, but I think ironically Nunez will have more assists and that man doesn't fucking assist, <laughs> but, but he will have to for Uruguay. Yes. Um, golden ball, Messi. Uh, if you have Uruguay winning, who on Uruguay Uruguay's winning the golden ball? Wait, who are Uruguay even going to beat in the final? Messi. Oh, so Messi, does Messi get the golden ball as a consolation like he did in 2014? Or, or are you giving your 20-goal flop all the awards?
1: <laughs> just raise the transfer value. I'm just going to give my best friend from Orlando FC the golden ball and uh, Fakuna oh. Torres.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine? Man's probably going to play 20 minutes at the World Cup, but
1: okay. No, um, no I think you're right. I think Messi probably gets the golden ball.
0: Who wins the Golden Glove?
1: Matt Turner. Jesus Christ! No, because
0: best goalkeeper, best goalkeeper is like some has to be someone that pulls off heroics. Yeah. Like, it's someone that pulls off heroics. Like, like I like I. then can I go cash for Schmeichel for Denmark? Go ahead, then. I, I'm here for it. I'll go there. Allison's too easy because, if yeah. like, Brazil will just dominate possession. And let's be honest, like, if if they dominate possession, it's like fucking watching Manchester City practically. Which is why Ederson, which is why Ederson and Allison always go. Fucking toe to toe for the Golden Glove in uh, the Premier League because well, let's be honest. If you don't concede goals, if you don't see the ball, on yeah. the f- Um, Matt Turner for Golden Glove. I'm, I'm fucking here for the craziness.
1: You know, I'm here for it. I like that pick.
0: I mean, it's either that or Kaylor It's either that or Kaler Navas, in my opinion. Kaylor Navas will pull off some heroics for Costa Rica. True
1: they had to make it out of their group, though.
0: Well, I have them making it out of the group. Yeah, so. we both do. So I have them making it out of the group. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Anything else at the World Cup. Um...
1: How many pitch invaders are shot dead in Qatar? Jesus fucking...
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking Friar Fest Fest. It's fucking cool. I will not even go that fucking far. Pitch Invaders, no Pitch Invaders at the fucking firefest Fest World Cup. Um, fuck me. Um, Pitch Invaders, fucking zero. I'm gonna fuck... Should have been in June. Should have been in an actual country that's not fucking corrupt. Um four and four years uh even our even our world cup's gonna be a fucking joke because it's gonna be 48 teams after that which means fucking italy's gonna be in the world cup again um with their old fuckers um i don't know i'm i'm excited for the world cup on the pitch off the pitch i am not because it's a fucking joke um how many people how many uh how many people... Oh, shit, over or under people getting arrested for drinking too much beer. I'm setting it at 15.
1: I was going to go, like, over 75.
0: Over 75? I mean, like, I was being generous with 15. I don't think Qatar wants to be known as the fucking World Cup where they just fucking throw everybody in jail. They
1: would. They, they oh, Shit, I thought... it's going to be a shit show off the pitch. It is going to be. It already is.
0: It hasn't even kicked off yet
1: true this is i'm excited though well I'm we got I'm four excited. more days till kickoff
0: qatar and ecuador game one on sunday we play wales on monday two o'clock on fox black friday we play england i'm excited for that game there thanksgiving weekend's gonna be fun for me because <laughs> it's literally just football it's literally just nfl college football and the world cup i'm excited
1: yeah, it's gonna be a great week for you since you had that four-day weekend.
0: <laughs> or a great
1: weekend for you, so it's not a great day.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Great fuck great fucking weekend. Four and a half day week, four and a half day weekend for me. I get to watch the worst team in Buffalo play the Blues, uh, and then I get to watch the second worst actually the second worst team in Buffalo, they're gonna lose to the Lions. Scenes <laughs> if they actually lose to Detroit. That would be that would be embarrassing. We
1: might lose to Cleveland
0: this week with the weather. <laughs> Eight nothing again.
1: I don't even want to think about it.
0: <laughs> Five three.
1: Uh, Remember, we're, 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 Remember we're that not about We're not. This is a soccer podcast right now.
0: <laughs> this is a soccer episode. Yeah, no. I'm excited for. The, I'm excited for the World Cup on the pitch. Off the pitch, I am not. At the same time, I'm not excited for a World Cup because I'm sick and tired of Fox with their fucking Americanizing of. The of everything which means i got which means i have to listen to alexi lawless and a lot of his bullshit and a lot of people that like did did you see and a lot of people like they're they literally have too many americans like they don't have a lot of international flair with their coverage this time around and it's going to be very fucking annoying like and what sucks is that they have the Euros now, and then they'll have the World Cup again in 2026, which fucking sucks. I wish it was be I wish it would be on ESPN and ABC or even NBC and that family of networks, because like there would be some sort of international flair to their coverage based on analysts and announcers and everything there. Although I will say this, Ian Dark is joining the uh, announcing teams uh, for for Fox there, so I'm excited for that but he won't be able to call the USA matches. They'll fucking give that to fucking John Strawn and Stu Holden, baby.
1: Let's go. My goats. Okay, I Chris. am very excited for this World Cup, but I am also very excited to see what this young US team can do. We are going I to- am, We are going to be treated this World Cup, as long as Halter's not an idiot. We should be able to show the world what USA football is becoming.
0: We are going to the quarters. And if we don't, then Halter can – just stay in Qatar and not even get on the plane and fuck, fuck off to wherever. It's like me as the Yankees fan, just fucking toss Boone into the river. Um, uh, but, uh, this is a soccer podcast. Like you said today, not, uh, not a bitching about the Yankees. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I'm excited on the pitch off the pitch. It's already a fucking shit show. our fest world cup, fucking over 75 arrests are probably going to fucking happen. People are probably getting arrested as we speak. Um, uh, Sunday it starts, goes all the way until December 18th. When, uh, hey, I mean, if my final is true, that'll be a final for the ages. The only thing that sucks is that, like, it'll be in a fucking country that doesn't deserve the World Cup and not, and do a, a football heritage, in my opinion, like Jose Mourinho says. Um, uh, but uh, no, twists, turns, tails, shock, Cinderella, dark horses, favorites, and uh, uh, my it's my favorite. It's my fa- It's my favorite single elimination tournament out there. My second favorite is March Madness.
1: Fair enough. There,
0: and the only reason why I say the World Cup is my favorite is because it happens every four years and it just brings like a month of greatness. Whereas March Madness happens every year and a Cinderella run happens, but it always ends up being a fit. Fa- like I mean, the favorites always a favorite always ends up winning nine times out of ten. Anyways, in both tournaments, but like march is march like you watch those at home or you go to the bar like i mean world cup you just gather around with random fucking people who you didn't know like soccer to pay attention for a month and just like good times all around plus with it being the holidays too now like maybe just a little bit of that weird flair to it too although i will say this it will be too fucking cold for me to go to a bar i will just be watching the games from my comfort of my own home
1: sounds like a great idea
0: yes no but uh no we'll see what happens i mean our actual podcast like i'm like we actually need to get back on schedule so like we'll record and we'll be back at it next week You yeah, know, we've been lazy i haven't wanted to fucking talk about anything it's just been bad i've been um, trying to
1: avoid it because of how my teams are
0: <laughs> same uh not really
1: but same same but not same at the same time oh, fuck oh. off mr seven and two
0: I was talking about hockey and the Yankees, but, uh, yes, and
1: really,
0: too. Um, uh, hey, one game back at the NFC, and this is a soccer podcast, sir. Um, uh, but, no, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll talk NFL. We'll recap whatever happens and look ahead to the Thanksgiving games and everything there. Uh, we'll break down hockey. Uh, we'll break down hockey as well, talk whatever we've got going on there. And until then, just keep on keeping on, everybody.